We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. He leads the league in chances creative. Like he's ahead of Bruno. He's ahead of De Bruyne. He has 20 more fouls drawn than the next highest player. He has 56, and Sadio Mane has 36. And only seven players in the league have taken more shots than him. So, like, you don't even need the set pieces. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Wednesday, December 23rd, by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's big Boxing Day slate. Jordan, finally Boxing Day, six Premier League matches, but still just three on our slate. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, like I wanted the two three o'clock games on the slate. <laughs> where I mean, we're 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 so we're so bad at we're so needy. players, right? We're just like, oh well, we don't want to have a slate that's like. 10 hours long but then it's like well it's boxing day it's supposed to be a day of all soccer and then like okay we because because then we'd be talking about uh who's starting for man city i guess you have to plan for that but now now you don't i mean i have a 555 ticket for the the big contest mm-hmm. and then hopefully hopefully uh, i won't get screwed with a guy getting scratched two minutes before lock and 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 me being like about it was about five to seven seconds 
oh. on my global swap. And imagine, it, weirdly enough, I still was able to, you know, I, I lost money, but I didn't, like, lose all my contests with Cavalera Zero. Yeah. But, uh, well, I would have switched it over to Mitrovic, and he would have had three. So it's not like it, right? I did I would, switch to I was, well, That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to global swap. Because I saw it in the Rotowire uh, Discord. Because I, I, I put on the soccer Discord when I'm sure. playing soccer. Because it's the best place for quick news. And... And typically, you don't have like that many late scratches no. in in soccer anyway, and and my soccer list doesn't have like the team accounts, so unless like a reporter or something or a site uh, has that, so yeah, I saw it at, at at one minute before lock. I saw it in the Rotogrinder Discord, so I'm like I'm scrambling on my phone because I'm like global player swap and just just, just yeah. because I'm playing a couple of GPP lineups. And uh, by the time I searched for him and got whatever, and I pressed her, and then it said, nope, can't edit. I'm like, why can't you edit? And I see it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, the, uh, no, it wasn't 10 o'clock. That was the late game. Right, it was whatever whatever it was. Or maybe whatever, it was whatever, the middle whatever, game, whatever I'm it was. I'm so used to the lock yeah. being 10, whatever, whatever the lock time yeah. was. Well, the, the reason why, it, well, I guess it wouldn't have mattered, but like, was it the late game? The only reason I say that, because there were no other options. Like if you well, had Cavalier in a forward spot, you were right. Being... I had him in a forward spot. Right, right. me too. Mitrovic was cheaper. Yeah, um, yeah. That that is frustrating. I believe the person who brought it up in Discord actually saw it on the like on TV, and he said like the the people talking about it were just so nonchalant about it. They were like, "Oh, and Cavalero was scratch. Mitrovic starting his place," and he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and like the the sites, the uh, the team Twitter is always like relatively slow. Um, yeah, it was definitely three o'clock Eastern because I remember the tweet was two fifty seven, and it's just like, ah, oh, God, like, uh, no. Anyway, um, I was a little surprised at first that they decided to go with the two early games, uh, and then the like the two ten a.m. and one twelve thirty because I thought they would do the one twelve thirty and two three o'clock. So I'm like, you know, it's a little more time uh, to Got get an people NFL to play. slate. You can't you can't mess with the NFL slate. That's right. So that's why we have it. Um, FanDuel is doing a full um, five-game slate. Um, so if anybody, they usually do kind of the, the later ones anyway. Uh, Yahoo's not out yet, but I assume they do it as well. So, um, but yeah, we don't have Man City uh, or Everton on the DraftKings slate, which uh, kind of feels like a Jordan Cooper slate. No, not written. Nah, I think that... Eh. The, the pricing, uh, yes, you could. I could make a. I can make a very non-goal oriented lineup. Yeah, uh, we have we have three games, no big favorites. So uh, the first game is Aston Villa. They're minus one hundred one current favorite at home to Crystal Palace, who got destroyed by Liverpool. Uh, that's the highest total on the slate. It's two and three quarters. Uh, then we have Southampton is a plus one thirty eight road favorite, which is barely anything. Uh, against Fulham, that's a two and a half total, and then uh, Chelsea is a minus one hundred three current road favorite to Arsenal uh, with the two and a half total. Yep. And but I mean, for me, uh, like the the team that I'm target that I would be wanting to target the most is Aston Villa because they're a favorite at home and they're they're one of if not the most friendly DFS teams there are. It's just a matter of. Well, they're also priced for that. They are. It uh, 
it's kind of astonishing to see some of the Aston Villa prices. They're appropriate, but to see like Arsenal and Chelsea on the slate and Arsenal have obviously been a dumpster fire this year, but like to see them on the slate and Villa have the more expensive players is just, it's going to throw you a little bit, but you have to have at least one of them. At least one, if not two. Yeah. I mean, I think the big question on this, I truthfully, I think the big question on the slate is whether or not you play Jack Grealish. Really? What, do you think that's just an easy yes? Yeah. Okay, but I mean, there are constructions that don't have him. It depends on how you want to fill your forward spots. Mm-hmm. And it depends, it, it, weirdly enough, it depends depends a lot on the Arsenal lineup. Which is the late game. Right. But Arsenal is actually a, a, one of the biggest underdogs this late. But I mean, they're, but they're priced as a big underdog. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, um, like, I had no hesitation on Grealish. Okay, well, I mean, it's a, I, I, I'm not going to just automatically plug a 10K guy in the midfield spot and go, well, whatever the construction is, it doesn't matter. I just have to play whatever I want to play. Like, no, I still have to see. It's a matter of how you fill your forward spots, but there are plenty of forwards that are are, are floor-based that mm-hmm. they and cheap. So, yep. uh. I think up top, now we, we see the highest anytime goal scoring odds player on the slate is Watkins. You're right. At 7,200. So to me, personally, with the, the fact that we do have floor oriented players at forward, it takes guys like Giroux and Werner and Ings and Abraham, whoever starts for basically the Chelsea forwards. Like, if I'm going to play a Chelsea forward, why don't I just play Watkins at that point? If I'm going to play a goal-dependent player to begin with, right? I agree. I mean, it's more comes down to uh, who's, who starts for Aston Villa, and if it's Traore, you play Traore, right? He's been taking pretty much all of their set pieces, right? Certainly a good amount. Right, but I mean, I don't even mind Al Ghazi. I mean, either of them, 8,700, 8,200. Like, do you prefer to take one of those guys or prefer to, because this slate you could dinky do. Um, <clears throat> if you're, if you're playing Graylish, you're obviously going to think more of a dinky do. Right. Well, that's hence why I bring it up. Of yeah. The question is, do you play Graylish? And then also we're going to see uh, what we're going to do with Defender. I mean, they're, they priced, the, the, the pricing on the slate is soft. Yes, it is. In, in, in general. I mean, Grealish is 10K with no set pieces, but he's he, he's the guy that has the highest floor without set pieces in the entire EPL. He has the third, uh, I put it in my article, which I haven't published yet, but he either has the second or third most floor points in the league. Right, and that's without... With like minimal set corner, pieces, yeah. Right, without taking free kicks or anything. Yeah. Which is just absurd when, when you think about it. That, yes. you know, over Madison, over uh, KDB... Who, you know, they could get 10 points just from set pieces at times. Yeah. And Grayless should get get 10 points just from fouls drawn. Well, so he leads the league in chances created. Like he's ahead of Bruno. He's ahead of De Bruyne. He has 20 more fouls drawn than the next highest player. He has 56 (laughs) and Sadio Mane has 36. And only seven players in the league have taken more shots than him. So, like, you don't even need the set pieces. 
Right. You don't need to. Right. His open play value is he, he truthfully has the highest open play value more than KDB. Yes. Right. I mean, if you, once you take out set pieces, he would be the number one ranked mm-hmm. player of, of, of floor. Yes. Once. Yeah. I think the, the, the difficulty with El Ghazi or Triore, more Triore just because we focus so much on set pieces, is I don't think you really want to play Triore over Graylish. Like, I think you're at, that's the decision. Yeah, but you could play them both. You could play both. But I'm like, if you're, if you're like, I'm going to fade Graylish because I want set pieces, I think that's a mistake. Because especially on this slate with forwards that we can, cheaper forwards with decent floors, that Graylish just the the combination of Graylish and a cheaper floor forward is better than Triore and the cheaper midfielder. Right. I also like the fact uh, get, moving down at forward that we're going to get the Crystal Palace lineup. Yeah. Immediately, so we could get a sense of Townsend, Easy E, Milivojevic, Patrick Van Anhal, like kind of their set piece situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure at the prices that these guys are at that. It's even a priority. It's funny. I I saw Eze's price, and I'm like, that seems pretty good. And the more I went into it, I'm like, it's fine, but like, I don't. You don't need to play him at sixty. Right. Right. Because you take a look down. Let's go to the. Let's go move even further down, so we can put things into context. That uh, we'll get Fulham's lineup, and we'll get to see, you know, if Cavalero is back and he's fifty four hundred, and he fits in a forward spot. Like, like there you go. I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared of Southampton, really. So, like, I want to see that situation. And then, obviously, on Arsenal, you have Willian, who was significant, was a horrible disappointment the last game, but he's only 6,200, and and Pepe is 5,600. So, like, you could put in Willian, and you could always switch to Pepe. You could, I mean, you could play one of the two, and at their prices, even against Chelsea. Like they're absolutely playable, also yep. for for a um, So, I mean, he could even say the same with Lookman if if uh, if Cavalero isn't in. That's exactly who like, I was going to bring up. Right, because you take a look at Easy E at sixty eight hundred, and let's say you knew Easy E was going to be on all the set pieces, you'd look at Fulham's lineup and see if Lookman in with no Kearney and Cavalero. It's like I almost for to me, Crystal Palace is the worst team on this slate. Mm-hmm. So like I'd I'd rather play Lookman. I'd yep. rather play Willian or Pepe. So so these these Crystal Palace guys are not they're they're fine. In a, on a different slate, on a different pricing, you'd say okay, let me let me plug them in. But uh, like they're not they're not a necessity at all. No, yeah, Lookman was exactly the one I was going to bring up because um, I think it's possible he takes set pieces even if Cavalero does start. Right. Like he's been taking it even if, but, but I think also, he just played Cavalero, Cavalero starts. If Cavalero starts and he's 5,400 and he doesn't take a single set piece, he still has open play value. Yes. I mean, like, he, I would play Cavalero as a midfield only without set pieces at 5,400. Like, it, it, it doesn't make him a great play, but it still makes him a viable one. You're smirking, like, maybe. I think, like that, that I think there's too set. much opportunity cost in midfield. Okay, no, I, I agree with you. But I'm just saying, in general, I want to sure. put things in the context that Cavalero, if Cavalero was 6,800, I'd be like, okay, you're pl- playing him because he fills a forward spot. Yes. Right? But yeah, the opportunity cost at midfield is tremendous <sighs> this late. I mean, it's absolutely tremendous. And that's why, like, the dinky do is absolutely in play. Mm-hmm. You have to think there are basically three midfielders 
that you want to play. Mm-hmm. And if you play all and they're and they're expensive enough. And if you play all three, like you can't play any other midfield. You can't play and you can't pay up for uh, El Ghazi or Treori. So essentially Correct. one of those three midfielders you have to put into context of, do I play that guy or do I play an Aston Villa forward? That's the question. And then, or, or you don't play Graylish. Right. Right. It, that, that's why I said before, it's not a matter of, of like, oh, you have to plug in Graylish. And it's like, well, you can make a lineup with, with one, with Traore in the forward spot and one of these forward eligible guys in the midfield spot and not have Graylish in your lineup. You, you can do that more balanced, but should you, that's the question. You, right. you, you say no. Well, I, I do. It's just, it's funny. The idea of like, the opportunity cost is so huge at, at midfield, but the guy that we actually will throw out first is the best one. Right. Like that, but he that's throw the thought. Two also, I mean, I'm just, I'm just putting, putting things into context. Yep. So at midfield, those three guys, let's not bury the lead. Graylish at 10 K Ward Prowse at 8,000 and Mason Mount at 7,700. You're basically, you're, you're getting uh, the highest floor player in the league minus set pieces. Like we said before, you're getting the monopoly set piece taker, for Southampton, who's favored over Fulham, and you're getting now with with James and Chilwell gone, and if Z if Ziyech isn't in the lineup, like this, Mason Mount is going to be the monopoly set piece taker for Chelsea, who's favored. I don't know if he'll have a monopoly. Emerson well, might take we'll a few. Emerson, okay, you're you're right. Emerson Emerson could take some. You're right. And you can play both. And you can play both, right? And you can, and you <laughs> and you can play both, right? But I think because of that, like if you mentioned that, like if I'm going to pick, if I'm going to play Emerson, maybe I, I could play Traore over Mason Mount. That's doable. Yeah, right. It's viable. I'm not saying it's, it's viable. I'm not saying Absolutely. it's viable. I'm just saying it's fine. Right. That that's perfectly fine. But that, but to me, with you, once you plug in those three midfielders, that just makes every other midfielder just like, like if you're going to play GPPs, like they, they're going to go heavily underowned. But the problem is, is that. Like, who do you play? <laughs> like, like midfield is, we say the opportunity at midfield, midfield is high. It's not because there's like eight guys you could play. So you might as well play three out of them. It's like, no, there's three guys to play and that's it. Mm-hmm. And the other midfielders, you're, 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 you're not, you don't want to play. Like there's like, there's like, there's no other midfielders that I want to play. I think the only Carey, one. If, Kearney, if Lookman and Cavalero aren't in, maybe, I was gonna say, yes. I think Kearney is a consideration if if they're not in. I think I I don't see him starting, and I can't really see you playing him. But I think Connor Howerhan makes sense if like Triori sit. Like there have been a ton of matches. They play again next week and the weekend after. So like we could see some rotation, but like Triori and El Ghazi have been so good that I don't see them coming out. But like. But the idea of like I'm not going to play Mason Mount so that I can play Connor Howerhan sounds nuts. No, because he's a deep lying midfielder, so his open play value is limited at 6,700. Like, right. why am I paying 6,700 for him? Right, exactly. I'd almost rather play Willian in a midfield spot before I play him. Yeah, I agree. Right. Because like John McGinn used to be good, but now he plays deeper. Yeah. I mean, no he's okay, sentences. but now you're comparing people to mid to, to defenders, and I, I'd rather fill defender spots than play these guys at five thousand. 
Yeah, no, I just don't see the construct. What construction are you making that you're playing a midfielder at this price? You're playing like, El Ghazi and Werner. Oh, well, a GPP lineup. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I get it. Okay. But like we were saying before that like Watkins has the highest anytime goal score odds on the slate. But like they're not high enough where you're like, oh, I should play that guy in cash. Right. He's plus 138. Right. That's not just <laughs> right. That's. That's right. not, we that's usually not, have like four or five guys better than that. So, I mean, there's not a single total over three. Right. Truthfully, based on price and goal scoring odds, the best value is Mitrovic. Plus 195 for 6,000. Right. Then you have Jay Adams plus, 60, plus 225 at 6,700. But none of these, any, I mean, literally, like Watkins is plus 138 and then Werner is plus 180. Yeah. So we're still talking about like, I mean, plus one eighty is not really that good goal. Mm-hmm. I mean that, but your goal equity is actually low for a guy that doesn't really do much else. Except miss at least anymore. Yeah. I mean Grealish's goal scoring odds is plus two fifty, and he could get twenty points without even without scoring a goal mm-hmm. or an assist. Right. It's just like the the weird thing about this about the midfielders is we obviously look at Graylish and WordPress and Mount because of their floors. Like we generally focus on cash games and we explain how you go from there for GPPs, but like even a pivot from the G like to for a GPP lineup, like there's not a single midfield only player that I'm like, Oh, that's who you should play. Like they're, it's, there gonna, it's gonna, you're going to pivot off of that guy to a, a player that's forward eligible. Right. That is also midfield. eligible. Exactly. Exactly. That's how bad the midfielders are in this slate. But I don't think I don't think the defenders are something. Are you going to pay fifty nine hundred for cash? In cash, um, it's funny because he. Play, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play cash, I might as just well play target for for six hundred cheaper. I um, when I went into defender, I must have like scrolled by accident, and I didn't like I must have scrolled beyond cash. And so I saw Target and I like kept going and I'm like, oh, wow, there must be like a huge misprice with cash. And I'm like, I got all the way down and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I like had to scroll all the way back up. I'm like, there he is. Okay, never mind. I'm not getting any value. Um, I think everybody plays Emerson. Right. I think, Or I think everyone plays what at least one Chelsea fullback. Yeah. I mean, you never know. They could drag out Marcus Alonso. Yeah, whoever the non-Cesar Aspilicueta one is. Oh, so you have something against Cesar Aspilicueta? He doesn't take any set pieces. Who gives a crap? Because Emerson I mean, and Alonso play, You still have to play. I'm talking about two. Like, if they, if Emerson and Aspilicueta are both in, like, Emerson's the Emerson's better. But, I mean, then who are you filling in the second defender spot? Maybe you're filling it with Aspilicueta also. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right? I mean, I just meant I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play Aspilicueta over Emerson. Uh, Emerson or Alonzo, yeah. Right, that's that's correct. Yeah. There are plenty you can play. Like, plenty. Right, right. I mean, I, I think I think Defender is like, this is going to be one of the things in cash games where uh, you're playing Emerson plus some other guy and a goal. It's one of those goalkeeper plus Defender type of, like, that's the 2v2, and if your goalkeeper gets the 20 points, you win, and if you don't, you lose. Like, <laughs> Yes. And, and the right because you could play you could play Kyle Walker Peters you could play Van Anel you could play Robinson 
You could play Tierney if he lines up as a, a fullback. You could play Bertrand even. You could play. I mean, you could play or well, any of these guys in this range. They're going to drag out Hector Bellerin, maybe. I mean, you could possibly do that. I, mean, I don't. I wouldn't, but yeah. you can. Yeah, I. Any of them. I think it, it, this is not a slate to be like. Oh, let me just play Nathaniel Klein at thirty-four hundred. No, you don't need the money. You don't right. need it. Right. Like, I don't think you'll ever get down there. You're getting you're, down you're there to play El Ghazi. Right. And Graylish. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary, though. Right. right. Yeah, like last week. Right. Who did we get last week? Because I was going to play a center back. I did play a center back. I played Yeri Mina. But then I also right, played... You got a goal out of it, luck box. If that was, if, if I were to play a center back that slate, I would have played him. But I didn't. he was like twenty five percent owned. Like <laughs> who's that? Out, out flashbacks to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. Yeah, and Gary Mina particularly. Yeah, it was Mina. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> totally right. Where people are chasing these center back goals, and then like, oh, he scored one goal, and they look in the game log, and there's only one game. So it's like, ah, this is the guy I play, and then. Uh, the guy that's eight percent, a center back that was eight percent owned on a now on a three game World Cup slate is twenty two percent owned, and then and then scores, and scores again, yeah, and then ends up being thirty six percent owned the next slate, and then you're just you're sweating these set pieces, on like, well, I gotta take the I gotta take the Swedish defender that takes penalties for fifty six hundred. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, they're fifty six hundred. <laughs> and you go, you, are you? And he's thirty-two percent owned, and you're watching the game, and then mm-hmm. you see you see them point to the spot, and you say the donkeys get bailed out again. I think that World Cup was the greatest um, donkey success rate in the history of fantasy soccer. That yeah. three weeks, just every bad play hit. Right. Exactly. Like almost every slate. Every slate. 30% oh, guys, that's uh, three times more owned than he should be for just a game log. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently get uh, then now he gets an assist. Uh, like right. what, right. what is going on on a deflection? On, uh, who knows? That we'll was... wait for the next world cup. It's, it's, it's coming soon. I've never, I've never felt so like hopeless playing fantasy soccer than I did during that world cup. Cause especially when we going into that going, this is, this is what we've all been the past four years of playing soccer dfs yep where these new people are gonna come in right we're gonna get these big these prize fish, pools, yeah. right and then they, then then they get there yeah they took all of our money <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully you come back let's, let's, let's <laughs> contest let's go come on uh, uh goalkeeper is uh, uh i'm gonna figure areola is gonna be the highest owned goalkeeper in cash um Based on lineup construction, and if you play James Ward-Prowse, who cares? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's fine. Right. I mean, it's goalkeeper. I mean, right. Come on. Um, that, oh, yeah, and that game has the lowest total. Although, yeah, I mean, like you said. I'm just saying you don't have to pay up for Mindy at 5,400. I just don't think it's... I think all, I, I think all these goalkeepers are... I mean, they're fine. I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, a lot I mean, of these Guai- games get one-one, and who cares? If the goalkeeper's not going to matter. Yeah, I mean, Guaita at forty-two hundred seems pretty good if you're not playing El Ghazi or 
Watkins. Like Graylish can have his twenty fouls drawn at Guaita doesn't have to do a thing. Right, true. Although maybe yeah. you want him to do something, I guess. I don't I know. Guess. I got nothing. Right, it's goalkeeper. Play whatever you want. Right. Uh yeah, that's all I got. Um That's it. What what else what else could we be talking about? I was gonna about? say well, there was really nothing. There's else. three games. There you go. There's the positions. And then we would Grillish is gonna put up uh, you know, a seven point game and we're all gonna tilt. Does it matter though? Does eighty percent at seven points? There's seven points eighty percent matter? I'm playing the five fifty five boxing day classic thing. That may matter to me. Or maybe I'm fading him there. So maybe 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 it will. Maybe. It does matter Ooh. to me the other way. Uh, all right. Um, if anybody has any follow for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I'm at Rotowire Andrew, available on the Rotowire Discord as well, which is open for all subscribers, where you can get your late-breaking Ivan Cavallero news. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat for that. Um, thank you to So Rare for sponsoring this podcast. As a reminder, So Rare is a global fantasy football game where you can scout and collect officially licensed digital cards of football players. You can compose teams with your cards and compete in weekly tournaments. And if you're a skilled fantasy manager and ranked well, you can win money and card prizes in every tournament. So Rare has partnered with over 100 football clubs, including PSG, Juventus, and Bayern Munich. Recently added Real Madrid as well. So visit SoRare.com, that's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to sign up or use the link in our episode description to receive 10 free cards. Jordan, thank you for all that help and good luck on Boxing Day. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.